And love. As Ariana mentions in the podcast, she sees truth and love as being pretty thoroughly connected. Like, they would be like a 99% match on OkCupid. Talking with Ariana about dating and different people's perspectives of the truth made me think of the first time I ever told another person that I liked them. This was in kindergarten when I briefly lived in Portland, Oregon. And I was never shy around girls. I never believed the bullshit propaganda that girls had cooties. I don't remember a time when I didn't want to be talking to girls. So maybe I was being overly confident in kindergarten. I took a break from running around yelling, I'm Batman on the playground to ask a girl on a date. Uh, I approached this girl that I liked and I said, hey, I like you. That was my truth. She responded with her truth, which was, well, I don't like you, and I'm moving to Hawaii tomorrow. Which, when I think about it, that's, that's two truths. She could have just led with the Hawaii thing and been like, oh, bummer. I really like you too, but I, I have to move to Hawaii. <laughs> Parents, what are you going to do, right? Uh, but no, she led with her true truth that she did not like me and she was going to a better place. <laughs> anyway, the point is I learned a lot that day about truth, love, and vulnerability. And I learned even more doing this podcast with Ariana. But before we dive into the rest of the episode, shows. I do shows. That's my truth. I have so many truths. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to hear me say comedy things in person, I've got a bunch of shows coming up. In Los Angeles, you can catch my show Comedy Dreamtime on Saturday, June 20th at Nerdist School Stage. The show will feature myself, Ali Gertz, David Huntsberger, and James Urbaniak playing his dream role of a villain from a James Bond movie. Then I'll be doing a bunch of shows, panels, and a live recording of this very podcast, Obsessed, at the Geek Convention Convergence over the 4th of July weekend in Minneapolis, and my guests will be Tim Wick and Rebecca Watson, and we will be discussing Game of Thrones. You can get details for all my shows on my website at josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows, and if seeing me in person is just too much to handle, you can follow me on Twitter. My clever username is at Joseph Scrimshaw. Our theme song is by the awesome Molly Lewis. Thanks as always to Molly for our theme song. And now, with no further ado... Please enjoy a philosophical conversation about the nature of the truth and the love with a side conversation about puns with Ariana Lenarski. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with an awesome person, Ariana Lenarski. Hi. Did I get your last name right? Yes. Excellent. I, that's always a good way to start off a podcast, I think. <laughs> 
He's I nailing agree. someone's last name. Yeah, you nailed it. Nailed it. All right. Lenarski. Lenarski. Uh, so can you tell the people listening at home a little bit about who you are and all the cool creative shit you do? Sure. I'm a musician and a writer and a comedian. Uh, and I do stuff around town in Los Angeles uh, at UCB. And my friend Allie Gertz and I also sing together sometimes. We used to be called Cosby Sweater, but we had to change that name, obviously. <laughs> Understandably yeah. so. Was that hard for you to let go, or were you happy to be um, rid of Cosby Sweater? It was harder for Allie, yeah. obviously, because she had, it, you know, it was her band, it was her name, it was everything like that, you know. Yeah. I, I had only had it for like a year. Uh, but it was much harder for her than for me, I think. I was happy to see it go, yeah. yeah. I'd definitely <laughs> say. <laughs> no, it was fine. Excellent. Uh, so, I always email people to invite them to do the podcast and ask them for obsessions. And you had a really interesting list of possibilities, uh, because I think you said classical music gossip? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Aretha Franklin... <laughs> Or classical music gossip, <laughs> like ways classical musicians were horrible to each other. <laughs> like historically? Historically, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was really intrigued by that. And I t tried to Google it and I just kept getting a bunch of people's classical music seasons. I could find no information on yeah. the history of classical music it's gossip. Not, there's not enough out there about it. I actually want to, I, I am a personal assistant to a classical piano player. Oh, cool. And we hopefully will eventually write a book together about all the horrible things classical musicians did to each other. Cause it's really interesting. Oh, it's just this like divas kind of competing with mm -hmm. each other and sabotaging one yeah. another's lives. Yeah. Oh. Or just, um, a lot of, not even really divas. It was just jealousy and relationships between lovers Oh, okay. Stuff like that. So it was bringing the bedroom onto the classical yeah. music stage. Yeah, and no one being allowed to be openly gay and, you know, just right. all this kind of stuff. Awesome. Uh, and then Aretha Franklin. Uh, I was like, yeah. okay, well, that's a, that's a much more straightforward obsession. I yeah. can Google that. Uh, a lot of people have been on the podcast to talk about musicians. Right. But then I got some texts from you yesterday. <laughs> well, I was panicking because I was thinking, I, I do love classical music. I do love Aretha Franklin. I love them. But... I wouldn't say that I'm obsessed, obsessed with them. I love them. Right. I think it's super interesting. I could talk about it for a long time. So if this was love with Joseph Scrimshaw, that would be fine. That would be but fine. But since this is obsessed. But obsessed is more, to me, it was more philosophical. Okay. And so I emailed you like, I mean, I texted you like a thousand times, right? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Seven. Yeah. It's kind of a lot of times. And I said, I'd rather do love. I'd rather do truth. <laughs> yes. I'd rather do phil philosophical ideas. Yeah. And that's great. I'm really, yeah. really happy for that. Uh, we've done an episode about fear. I saw that. Uh, yeah. So this is great. This yeah. will be a little like companion podcast yeah. to fear with Kim Evie. <laughs> yeah. I panicked, but then I looked at your other ones and I saw that I wasn't the first to pick something sort of more pretentious. No, I think it's probably so. one of the nicer texts I've ever gotten when somebody <laughs> just texted me to say, I would like to talk about love. <laughs> so I was very happy to get it. Uh, so how, so you're talking about philosophical in general, but how do you personally define the truth and love? Oh my God. As separate things or is the same thing? Um, the truth is what's really going on. What okay. is really going on here? And that... <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? Cosmically, obviously, it's just, you know, we're all going to die. <laughs> but on a day-to-day -day level, what's really going on? I mean, I think that 
leads to comedy, it leads to tragedy, just yeah. what's really going on? Or is well the basis for all entertainment or just anything? Just like what's really going on? And I'm not really sure why people are so opposed to knowing what's really going on. I guess because of shame. I think it's because they can't cope with it or can't yeah. function. Oh sometimes. yeah, they can't handle it. You might say. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm. I tried to be a very honest person, and then mm-hmm. sometimes my assessment of the of what's going on is too honest for me to function. Yes. So I just go. I know that's true, but I'm going to ignore that <laughs> yeah. so I can do this thing. It's it's really fascinating, and that ends up being all kinds of things. You become addicted to things, yeah. and and and. Things can form when you're so young, they don't even know that you're avoiding truth or something like right, that. Right, right. Like, just kind of basic bigotry, like, mm-hmm. being gay is bad, and yep. that's a truth to you, and you never yeah. examine it. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So um, now... But the truth is painful. Sometimes. And most of the time, I think. I think sometimes it's a little bit better. I think... Well, yes, it is better, but it's painful at the same time. It can be painful, but I would say with, like, uh, maybe watching, like, kind of feedback loops of social media, like Twitter in particular, Mm -hmm. where people can get very depressive and beat themselves up and not see the truth from their friend's perspective. Right. And the truth from their friend's perspective is that actually, you know, you're awesome and your life is going pretty well. Yeah. Uh, So at least that... That version of of sharing the truth, I think, can sometimes be a positive thing of answering your question of what's really going on here. You get in your own head about, like, these are the things that I want and the things that I think I should be doing and I'm not doing them, so I'm a piece of shit. And then your friends come on and go and tell you what's really going on here (laughs) is that you're doing well. Yeah, and that's fucked up. It's fucked up (laughs) that there are so many versions of the truth. Fuck that shit. Like, that's crazy. You want there to be one universal truth? Um... No, but I want the narrative to be the most, uh, what's the word? Like, true. Okay. Like, <laughs> I want whatever the narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you want an honest, honest narrative. I want honest narratives always. <laughs> and you feel like Twitter is not an honest narrative? Oh, <laughs> uh, how could it be? Yeah. You can't, you can't, it can't be, but it can be sometimes. I find that sometimes I get so frustrated with Twitter, but, uh, other times, it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful when you can fit joyous little well, gems of truth into such a small space. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're very, very funny on Twitter. Oh, thank you. And you, you make sort of, sometimes sort of negative jokes that I think are very strangely <laughs> popular on Twitter now, but it, you never seem like a negative person to me. I don't think I am a negative person. I think... It's weird, too, because I was just talking with somebody yesterday who said to me, he, it was someone, you know, I'd been seeing, and we, we broke up a little while ago, and he was saying to me, we were just kind of reconciling. Okay. We're not even, not even reconciling. We are just getting lunch. After having broken up, we hadn't seen each other in well, a while. I feel while. like the truth of getting lunch with someone you've broken up with is, it's a it's reconciliation. It's a little bit of reconciliation. Yeah. I guess it wasn't a bad breakup or anything. It, okay. was, very, it was very fine. But uh, he said... He said, uh, you know, I really want you to be happy to the extent that you can be. Oh, wow. <laughs> I started laughing. I started laughing because I'd never been told something like that before. Yeah. 
And it made me realize, you think I'm a really sad person, yeah. like a really super sad that person. That is a backhanded insult for sure. Kind of. And I, I, he did not mean it to be. I think okay. he was very seriously, that's how he seriously saw me, was you're, you're sad, so I know you can't be really happy, so I want you to be as, <laughs> as Right. As so that's what he thought was really going on That's there. what he thought was really going on. Whereas for me, I, I la- immediately laughed. Like, I laughed <laughs> Uh, like in his face, because in my <laughs> in my heart, I was like, "What do you mean? I'm I I am so happy. I'm so happy." But when I think about it, uh, most of the time that he and I spent together was sad, not because of the relationship, but just where I was. Okay. Very depressed. Very you know, coming out of a really depressed time. Okay. But um, but that is interesting when you have to. F- smush two different narratives together to get the truth and how many do you need like how many narratives do you need <laughs> for things to really be true yeah. i don't know i think sometimes you know if you're in a relationship it seems to me you have to accept that there are two narratives and mm-hmm. you just have to accept that like <laughs> these are the parts of the day where our truths are going to diverge <laughs> and that is fine <laughs> but then when, when you start to have like a friend group and you know like i'm sitting around and these are my friends and i love them but if i really analyze it there are four stories going on here and i'm just not cool with at least two of them it's too much and just accept that they can still be my friends but i know how you see that and i'm never gonna see it that yeah. way i think that's cool you have to let it go yeah. sometimes. Yeah. That's where I come in, having a problem. Yeah. And can't let it go. I just treat other people's truths as fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cool. That's pretty funny. Uh, so, okay, that's truth. That's a good assessment of what truth is. So, what is love? Mm, now, love is more scary. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good starting point. Uh, love seems less, on the surface, active to me. I feel like... So love is scary and inactive. (laughs) (laughs) Or, well, I guess it is active. I think love is having true compassion. Um, So it, which the truth doesn't always seem to have, but I'm not actually sure if that's true. Yeah. Um, So I think love is compassion and understanding and acceptance and um, warmth and connection is okay. what I would say. I think obviously, well, obviously, love is better than the truth. I'm not sure if that's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think that love uh, helps people uh, accept the truth when they don't mm-hmm. like it? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I think those are all great definitions of love. Not as complex as okay. your relationship with the truth. Um, right. Well, uh, I think actually that's funny. I think I can more easily define love, but I can I can deal with the truth a lot better. Okay. I think. Right. Well, I guess the truth is you accept or you reject, reject it and sort of humans can't function mm-hmm. without some form of love. Yes. You can function without the truth, but you can't function without love. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. This is becoming like a very bad advice <laughs> We're guessing. Podcast. Yeah, we're guessing. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> philosophers have studied this for millennia, yeah. right? But we'll well, get what it. What do we think? We'll nail what this. What do two comedians think? Uh, speaking of philosophers, I did some research on Wikipedia. Oh, great. Good. And uh, Wikipedia uh, says that the ancient Greeks divided love into four kinds of love. Okay. Which uh, they defined as kinship. 
friendship, romantic, and my favorite, self-emptying. Self-emptying? Yes. So, what is that? Obviously, uh, I think, think that is that. being well. A, it, it made me laugh because I'm immature. Cause it just yeah. sounded like you it have the flu. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, to me, it sounded like jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> well, different fluids for different folks, okay, right? Okay. Uh, yeah, but it, I, but I think the idea is that it is selfless love, like just sort of I'm going to go give do charity for people in need, mm-hmm. uh, and is that it's totally just giving of yourself. Hmm. I guess. Uh, kinship, I think they were going for family. Friendship, obviously friends. Romantic, obviously uh, uh, sexy love partner time. Uh, and then self-emptying, I think, working at a soup kitchen. <laughs> love. Now, doesn't it seem like that can't be true? I don't think that there can really be selfless love. Yeah. Can there be? Well, Don't uh, you always feel something? Do you have to feel like shit? If it, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm going to go to this. Martyr. Yeah, a martyr. No, I think... Uh, I think that it is, yeah, I think there's always something selfish to it because even if you're doing something really nice for someone, it makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think somebody presented that to me when I was young as a sort of gotcha moment. Huh. Was it of Ayn like, Rand? <laughs> close. I think it was a nun at my Catholic <laughs> grade school. Uh, oh, my God. She looked a lot like Ayn Rand. Uh, but I, but obviously, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, if you go to... No, yeah, there's nothing wrong yeah, with that. Yeah, if you do a bunch yeah. of charity and it makes you feel really good and awesome and you're like hey i did charity ha ha <laughs> you're like want to brag about it there's nothing wrong with that yeah that's fine yeah uh so you kind of listed what love is but those are the kind of four big kinds in sort of classical philosophy of you know for family for friends romantic sexy love and then so just giving of yourself what when you obsess on love when you think about it a lot what kind of love do you think about mm. now the thing is i don't think i obsess with love so much as I'm terrified of it. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm much more obsessed with the truth. Love, I try to avoid. Okay. Or get in ways that won't injure me. I'm less... I'm more... I feel like love is something that can happen to me. Okay. I don't feel like the truth can happen to me. I feel like love is something that can happen to me and that I want to happen to me, but I can only take it and... In, in certain ways, or I'm going to be destroyed or something. Okay. So, do you feel like you can't initiate love? Sometimes, no. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that I can. I think I can express. Well, maybe that's not true. I think I can express it, but um, I, or rather, I'd like to get to the point where I can be the lover okay. rather than someone loving me so like when you're in the, the relationship like you, you just had this relationship and you said mm-hmm. you felt like you liked the relationship but you were just depressed in general yeah did you feel like you were just receiving the other person's love and um, you weren't giving it or that's a great question it was a little mysterious i think it was a little mysterious because i was so spaced out yeah in a lot of ways and at times the other person didn't seem to need it was ambiguous it was very ambiguous okay so i did feel like i was being deposited into okay of in terms of <laughs> that sounds yeah. terribly it's terribly sexual. self-emptying but yeah, that's yeah. Fine. no it's fine <laughs> uh, but, yes we're both comedians so we can be yeah, both mature yeah, and yeah, say, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. 
but fluid. at the same time, I didn't want that. I remember being very, like, being a little bit cagey about the whole thing. Okay. And being like, why, why, why are you saying this? Or why are you doing this? Like, if, 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 you know, if this person would say something loving or I would be like, why, 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 why are you saying this? It doesn't feel not that it didn't feel reciprocated, but it just yeah. felt like it felt, did it feel forced or did it, is it more like you felt like, uh, you know, it's sometimes that I, when I get approached with love from anyone, I try to wash it with the truth. I try okay. to pour the truth over it as hard as I can, almost okay. abrasively. So, okay. I try to like, what, what is this? What is this? Sometimes I think love comes in this casing that, uh, is, 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 fa- is hiding the, the, the essence of what it really should be. Okay. You know what I mean? It's coming along with. Right. So someone might be. Dependency or. Yeah. Theoretically into you, but it's just because they really want to this, feel like they're in a relationship and they have accomplished that, but it's not really about you. Mm-hmm. So then you feel like if you, uh, send the truth to attack that. <laughs> Either it will uh, stand or it will fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So is that why the, the two ideas were kind of connected in your mind when you texted me that you wanted to talk about truth and love? Well, <laughs> I was talking to my friend. I was talking to Allie, actually. Oh, and awesome. I said, what do you think I should... I was asking, what do you think I should do the podcast about? And she said, I think it'd be so interesting to do love. And my immediate reaction was... Like, I, I, I was like, I don't know. But when she said that, I may be like, oh, but the truth, I would love to do the truth. But then I thought I should, I should do both. I should, I should do both. Yeah. I'm more scared like, of love, but. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. It seems like yeah. they are sort of connected in your they're mind. They're very connected. And I think they're very connected. And I think most of the time people connect beauty, truth, and love. Mm. I know Emily Dickinson has a lot of poems about that type of stuff and that sort of triumvirate yeah yeah and that's another that's another old fashioned idea of these three things are all intertwined and there's no way to you know break them all apart that's really cool um i have another wikipedia quote but this one is uh, more about truth uh wikipedia claims uh that the word truth can be traced back to a proto-germanic phrase meaning steadfast as an oak tree so, if you could make up a new phrase that meant truth, would it be also about big, <laughs> strong trees? Or what uh, is a sort of physical representation okay. of truth to you? The truth is the... What's that word when you have... Um, what's that? It's not like... A, it's when you pour something. It's like peroxide. Oh, the truth is peroxide? <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, like what uh, acid? <laughs> the truth should burn you <laughs> down. But there is something that eats away at uh, everything. Yeah. Is that peroxide? Like some sort uh isn't peroxide what you use to color your hair blonde? Mm. Hmm. It's the it's it's antibacterial. Okay. You know what it is? It's like Clorox? Yeah, it's like bleach? No, not bleach. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I want to. Yes, name the truth is bleach. But there is, yeah, there's something. Detergent? There's something that like deteriorates your skin away. Yeah, well, there what are a lot that? of things. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, you're right. There. Well, I the truth should be that I guess it's maybe it is peroxide that I'm thinking of that just like brings it all away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Washes it away. Gets it all. 
yeah. gets it totally bare okay. and raw. So, yeah, to you, I mean, and this goes along with the image you were describing mm-hmm. uh, before, that you like to attack love with truth. <laughs> it just, it eats everything fake away. Yeah. And the only thing left mm-hmm. is, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So, the truth to you would be like uh, a helpful acid. <laughs> yes, it is. It's an acid. It That's... should feel like an It should eat away. And if you, and sometimes that feels good. Yeah. Sometimes when you have a wound... And you have that little witch hazel and you put it over the wound and it stings. That's how it should feel. It should feel, it should sting. It should feel sting, but in it a sort of cleansing good. way of yeah. like, this is the pain of a bad thing. Yes. Leaving. Leaving. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Yes. 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 Uh, so I've got some more questions here for you. Uh, what is a person or thing that you love? Like when you think of the concept of love, and I know you said that you don't feel like you necessarily give it as much as you receive it. What is mm-hmm. a person or a thing that you love? Um, that's a great question. I, a million things rushed through my head. Some were strange. Some <laughs> were dogs. <laughs> some were dogs. I thought of dogs. I, I had a weird feeling in my head, an automatic flash of the world. But then uh-huh. I thought, no, 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 I should be thinking of who I should love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I should think of who I should love. Um, and it feels vulnerable. To, so I'm to trying talk to about what say, you love? Yeah. I'm yeah. trying, like, it feels, it feels vulnerable to think about what I love or who I love what if someone's listening and they're hoping that I say them <laughs> like I'm afraid of well, that well not my mom not your mom um oh gosh it does that's funny it does feel like I ha- is there someone I have to say but the first no. the person that really came to my head was my best friend um Eileen who I live with okay and I call her Squish <laughs> and We've known each other since we were 13. Okay. And I remember even being that young and saying to her, I don't trust anybody. Like being really, really young and just, I remember saying that to her and she said, you can trust me. And I didn't believe her at the time, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. But then we were, we've just been friends forever. We've been through a lot together. We've both suffered really intense. um, We've both had, you know, relationship stuff, but we also went through really intense physical stuff where we had weirdly mirroring problems. She had two freak accidents and I had two freak accidents. Oh, okay. She woke up one day and her, she had Bell's palsy. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. Yes. I've, I've known three people in my life who've had the temporary Bell's palsy. Is it's that what scary. it was? Yes. Of the just it's very scary. For 48 half, hours, your, half your mm-hmm, face is frozen? Half your face is frozen. And for her, it wasn't that temporary. It lasted for months. Oh, wow. Um, and it was strange, too, because she had this humongous smile, huge smile. So even after it had faded, she still felt as though she could see it there because her smile had been so big before. And now there was this kind of like paranoia that, that maybe it's that it wasn't we're not as... smiling as big. Okay. Yeah. And like and, um, you know, she's beautiful, beautiful girl. And just that kind of like intense, you know women are really valued for their looks. Yeah. And that kind of like intense, even though she's like one of the strongest, most independent, amazing, like smart, creative people that I know, there is still this huge social thing of like, oh my God, like what do I look like now? Right. Um, I had a mirroring incident where I burned my face really badly in a car accident. Okay. Um, And it scalded, it gave me a, uh, I had a, um, 
what's the word? I, I, I hurt my eye in some, oh, I had a, mm, I burned my eye in some way. Okay. And I just had this huge, almost like a hand of fire had kind of like stroked down my face. Okay. Wow. So I had like a really big, these really, really big scars down my face. And, uh, I was terrified of thinking what, and really she was the only person that understood what that was like. Cause she had, she had already been through the Bell's palsy experience. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, so she was kind of able to help me cope with that. And we had another mirroring weird traumatic experience. She, uh, she fell in a vat of, um, <laughs> Sorry. And, no, it's Sorry, not I'm funny. I'm too big of a comic funny, book fan but to it not really, be, I know, uh, be it's, shocked. I know. She fell that into. That happens in reality. Yes. Really, truly like a vat. I know it sounds like yeah. Two-Face. Really. Yeah. She sounds like a, su- a supervillain. We both do. <laughs> but she fell into a frying oil vat. Like someone Good was, to, and she burned her legs just terribly badly, yeah. terribly, terribly badly. And I flew down, you know, I was in living in Portland at the time and I flew down to see her and they, they, they were just horrible, horrible burns. She wasn't able to walk for a while. And it was very like isolating experience for her. And, um, and then a couple of years later, I, I had a bad accident where I fell off a motorcycle and I broke my hip and then I wasn't able to walk. So, and so she, again, knew exactly what I would be going through, just like this. And we're both very independent, stubborn people that don't want any help. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just that idea of like having to rely on other people and that kind of stuff. So did you allow one another to help each other in that case? Yes, I would say yes. Okay. So it sounds like all these experiences are sort of, uh, this is a safe, uh, loving relationship for you because it's been thoroughly attacked by the truth acid <laughs> <laughs> yes though but like kind of yes it was this re- both these really intense situations where you had to really show up okay you had to really show up for each other yeah you couldn't like fuck around and i think that was um i, I would say that love that love in that case felt like support and relying and commitment and being there yeah just being there throughout these bizarre situations really bizarre situations yeah that's pretty insane yeah uh, do you guys uh, how, lo- how long ago was the last incident of of Luckily, mutual a while ago okay. about five years ago is when i broke my hip okay and that was so, the last in the that was the last in the series of <laughs> uh intense mirroring yeah we've had you know other bad things happening right. since then but uh I but would less say super villain like much less super villain like yes <laughs> Good. yes although Good. and this is terrible to say but it just because it reminds super villain she recently lost her father oh no which is not funny at all <laughs> no, but it's, it's also really super villainy <laughs> which is which is terrible and that's you know that's another that's been really difficult as yeah. well but I assume but, knowing a little bit of your sense of humor that she shares a similar sense of humor well we both are are very like. Well, come on, life is just you have to meaningless laugh at and you have to laugh at it yeah. because what the fuck. But all but we're also insanely emotional. I mean, we'll both cry at the drop of a hat. Okay. Um and be very intense. Like we're both very intense uh, you know, people. We're both very intense people, I would say. Cool. Cool. Uh so going along with the question of what you love, is there a fact that you believe is true beyond a shadow of a doubt, like something you hold to be totally true in your 
personal narrative? Um, aside from like, I'm going to die. <laughs> actually, <laughs> that's a great one. it actually is. I was about to throw it away, but, but that's why? probably the yeah. most intense, important one that I think about all the time. There's a little, there's a little index card over my, over my mm, desk that says, I don't care. You're dying. I love you and I need you. <laughs> and, and that's a note card like... To myself. <laughs> from you to you. Yeah, okay. from me. Because it's, you know, there's every excuse. But when right. I look at it, it says, I don't care. I don't care. You're dying. What yeah. else? You're dying right now as we speak. Um, and so I think that fact is wonderful. It mm-hmm. reminds me every second that I'm alive and how exciting and I have to try to do everything. And, and of course, other times it's awful. Yeah. But I think that's... It's kind of great. It is what I know beyond a shadow of a doubt. And yeah. how wonderful. Like, it's kind of uh, wonderful to know this isn't forever. Yeah. That's kind of exciting. It's terrible. Yeah. Maybe I'm in denial. Well, and I think, uh, I'm sure some people would scoff at this analysis, but I think e- even with massive religious differences, even when people believe that our spirits go on to other things or are reincarnated, nobody believes that we skip the part where this ends. Right. At least for a time mm-hmm. where the yeah. being meat puppets who do podcasts, <laughs> <laughs> that will end for sure. And maybe something else, but that will end. That scared me so much when you just said that. I got so scared. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually terrified anyone on my on podcast, podcast before. Wall. So yeah. I apologize. That's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll get over it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the idea of just accepting that truth and it mostly being a positive thing, I think is really cool. Yes. Yes. I'm sure when I'm actually dying, it's not going to be positive at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I feel like I've only had one incident where I felt like death really looked at me, you know. Is that the car accident? Uh, it was a car accident. It wasn't that car accident. Okay. I did not think I was going to die in that car accident. I thought okay. I had ruined my life. But there was uh, a different car accident where um, the car rolled. Oh. And I wasn't driving. Okay. And the car rolled in, in the snow and it landed upside down. And just that moment when it, when it hit was so loud and so, so terrifying. Yeah. Um, I was driving, I was like 19 years old and my father was driving and my best friend was in the back seat and my little brother was in the seat behind me. We were driving down the Taconic Parkway in New York. Okay. It was November and it had snowed strangely early. November 12th, mm. I remember. Okay. And... We're just speeding along, and we were listening to Simon and Garfunkel, El Condor Pasa, which is a very pensive song. Okay, I don't I was, know it. It's, it's just, it's, it has sort of like a um, folky Spanish vibe to it, you know, something else that Paul Simon <laughs> appropriated, <laughs> even though it sounds good. Yeah. Uh, and it's a very, and I was looking, I remember looking at my father and thinking like, oh, he looks older. And then all of a sudden, then Cecilia came on, which is a very upbeat, like yeah. exciting, happy song. We were all singing, and then he, my dad, just goes, "Whoa, whoa!" And like the wheel fishtailed, or he fishtailed out, and we hit the the side of this huge mountain, and it was so loud and it was so scary. But what was even worse was my dad was was screaming. He was saying, "I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." <laughs> and I remember thinking, "Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Shut up! What's wrong with you? Do not yell that right now!" Like yeah. I remember thinking, like. Don't ever say that. What do you mean? I'm sorry. Did you want him to be yelling? It's going to be okay. Or something. Yeah. So you want? Wanted- oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Ariana. <laughs> Fuck you, dad. <laughs> like- no, I, on, on one hand, I understand the visceral reaction yeah, of to course, that. Yeah. Uh, 
that what's the point of yelling i'm sorry yeah. after an accident uh but w- was it making you mad because you felt like he was saying you're gonna die yes. <laughs> you feel like that's the subject of oh sorry i killed you yes yes i'm so sorry <laughs> we're all gonna die i mean of course we were going to die <clears throat> like it was so clear we we're going to die yeah we hit the side of a mountain and the car rolled over yeah um but we didn't die. And I remember thinking as it was all happening, I was quiet and I kept breathing in and out. I was like, am I breathing? Am I alive? Am I alive? And we landed upside down. And I remember, and everyone was screaming in the car. And I was for some reason still in focused mode. Okay. And I said, dad, give me your cell phone. Give me your cell phone so that we can, you know, call. And he, he couldn't even really hear me. He was still like upset. And so I just, I took my seatbelt off and I crawled out of the car and there were already people there. Yeah. Someone had already called an ambulance, which is insane. And then when I saw other people, then I kind of freaked out and then I was like, Oh my God. But it was very, it was super scary. It was really scary. And so everyone comes out of the car and my dad's Orthodox Jewish. My little brother's Orthodox Jewish. I wasn't, I'm not. Um, my best friend comes out. She's not either. And my little brother, who's eight years old at the time, and he's Orthodox, he looks at the car, and the car really looks like a big fist just came down on top of it and okay. smashed it down. And he looks at the car, and then he looks at me, and he goes, we just have to thank God. We have to thank God. And I, I did not know what to say at that moment. Yeah. I didn't know what to say. It was very strange. It was a very strange moment. Yeah. Did you not want to thank God because you weren't re- religious at that point? Yeah. I was like, I don't... I I uh, I, yeah. I was actually more impressed that he was eight years old and that was his reaction. Yeah. Even though, of course, he's grown up this way. Yeah. But, you know, it was just like, wow, you really believe this. Yeah. That's what I was more. I was like, wow, you really, that's, that's really true for you. This traumatic thing happened and that is really your truth right now. Okay, right. So, you, there was, that was like the truth. Yes, <laughs> I accepted it. That moment and, yes, yeah. no, yeah, I accepted that that narrative from him i guess well because he's interesting eight. yeah <laughs> i allowed for him to think a thought that wasn't mine although i like the phrase i accept your narrative i, okay, I kind accept, of want to start accept your narrative start saying that it's to people. such a shitty thing it to sounds say. really pompous i think it's a good thing to do in your heart but it's a really it's asshole a really thing really to say out loud. out loud i accept your narrative yeah eight-year-old uh i've never been in a really bad car accident i, I was in a car once uh when the person uh, swerved and we went up the this embankment and we're heading toward a uh, huge like a uh, pole supporting a bridge and I, I i really did literally think well this, this is, is it. it and i just remember being sort of amused while you know holding on and, and being frightened yeah that i was that sort of deadpan about mm-hmm, it mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it was it, i felt like oh, the roadrunner right. had run off the cliff and like well nothing i can do I'm going to fall now. It's too long of a moment, though, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, this should be happening long. much faster. Yeah, <laughs> like, I should be dead by now. It's long, the amount of time yeah. you have to process things. It's too long. It yeah. should be much, much shorter. Yeah. I shouldn't ever have to think that long about <laughs> I had that same I uh, sort of epiphany about how long, when you're in these kind of heightened moments, uh, how many thoughts can pass through your head. Like, one of the first times I did a really big stage fall. But for like a packed house, I, I did. Mm-hmm. I had been doing the show, but then the, the house was packed and it was really electric and, and yeah, fun. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh man, I'm going to go for it!" And I, you know, did this really large pratfall. And I remember being able to have the time to process. Wow, I jumped really high. This is so cool. I'm so impressed with myself. Oh, this is a bit too high. Oh, my face is coming very close to the stage, very hard. What am I going to do if all my teeth bam? You know, and then you hit the stage. But be able to go through all those emotions. Yeah. In thoughts in less than a second is pretty yeah. amazing. Uh, 
amazing truth attack. True. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, would you, speaking of uh, truth again, would you want to have Wonder Woman's lasso of truth? What does it do? So when she lassos people with it, they must say the truth. Oh, I'd love it. <laughs> I wish I... Oh, God, yeah. I'd love it. Do you feel like that would make your relationships easier? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it would make every relationship easier. So you really want the unvarnished truth. I want it. Because I don't think it... Well... Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Sorry. It now, wasn't this meant is, to be a gotcha question. It would have to be like... Um, when it lasses them, it has to cut through all the bullshit, though. Yes, because that, that, that if it did that, then yes, because it'd have to get through their walls. It'd have to get through their their past and everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But and many, it would end up being boring, right? Because it would just be the same thing of like, I want love, <laughs> right? <laughs> that would just be ultimately everyone's yes. ultimate truth. Yeah, I mean, if you're, I mean, there's the one thing of like, you know, where did you hide? The keys, or you know, did you steal that car, right, or whatever? Right, the right. more crime fighting oh, sort of oh, duh, thing. Yeah, but, she's not just lassoing her boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Wonder Woman's example, yes, it right. is sort of like yes, more superhero-y. Where Fine. did you plant the bomb? But I think if she <laughs> I continued, I would just use it on boys I liked. <laughs> is that okay? Oh yeah, that's just fine. Great. And I think that it, that is ultimately you you cut through the layers mm-hmm. of bullshit and make the world a better place for me. <laughs> That's what I, that's what would be great for me. Yeah. I wish Wonder Woman's new catchphrase was, I accept your narrative. <laughs> After she forces boys to admit they just want to be loved like anybody else. Uh, if you had a love potion, mm-hmm. who would you want to make love you? Um, great question. <laughs> who would I want to... Could I keep little vials? It has to be just one person, right? Uh, sure, but you can keep little vials if I can you keep want. Little vials. You can make your own fan fiction out of this question. That's fine. Oh God, um, I don't know if I like love potions because it's against their will, right? Mm. It ends up being against their will. Well, let's say it alters their truth. Oh gosh. So it's really okay. Um, who would I use it on? trying to think if there's someone i had a really unrequited thing with maybe this boy in middle school that i just loved so much and it just never happened he wore the stupidest shirts looking back (laughs) he wore like a yokero taco bell shirt (laughs) and like a shirt that said (laughs) (laughs) and a shirt that said like security across the chest yeah uh yeah so so stupid he bought me a bagel once (laughs) and i fell like you know really hard Uh, so did it was the purchase of the bagel that made you love him i couldn't believe someone would do something like that for me Oh yeah, okay. yeah. What's the purchase? Yes, yes, yes. So that felt I like a it. gesture of love. Oh, huge gesture of love. Uh, I, could, I just couldn't believe it. Was it? Did you keep the bagel? Did I you ate eat it, it right away. <laughs> couldn't have eaten it faster. <laughs> it felt like you were consuming his his love. I uh, don't remember <laughs> my thought process at the time, but I remember <laughs> I remember lying in bed, you know, not with him, but by myself. <laughs> And feeling kind of like turned on, like being, I was only probably like 12 or 13. Okay. 
And thinking that just being turned on was an orgasm. Like, I remember thinking, like, this must be what an orgasm is. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember... It must be fond thoughts of feeling, a bagel yeah, are an yeah, orgasm. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Or just, like, feeling, like, feeling kind of sexual. I was like, this yeah. is an orgasm, I guess. I guess this is me having an orgasm. So, I would just kind of think that would be happening to me throughout the day. Yeah. So, were you massively confused the first time you had an actual orgasm? I was like, so what excited. the hell is this? I was so thrilled. <laughs> I couldn't have been more thrilled. <laughs> it was a thrill. Excellent. Uh, so, the, what was this guy's name? Do you remember? Yes. Uh, do I have to say oh, it? No, I can't believe I'm still embarrassed. Yeah. I'm still embarrassed, even though it's been 15 years or Are however long. Are you Facebook long. friends with him? Yeah, I'm Facebook friends with him. Okay. Should I just admit my love over the air? Sure, I should, if you right? want to, yeah. <gasps> then I combine the truth and love at once. Yes, exactly. Okay, I loved Logan. <laughs> I loved him with all my heart. The Logan? That's so... <laughs> yes, the Logan. Uh, but it sounds I am like... still embarrassed to say that. It's amazing. Yeah. Did you know at the time that his t-shirts were dumb? No, I had no idea. Did you love his t-shirts at the time? Um, I, He could have done anything. Okay. He could have done anything. I would have been He was flawless. Fine. He was so perfect he was so perfect he had blue braces <laughs> i remember that i remember i didn't like them actually i remember he got them on my birthday and i remember writing in my diary and being like the boy i like got braces today <laughs> like how could he do something like that but you ended up embracing them oh hey no well not literally but you you ended but, up liking the braces did i yeah i got used to them yeah. Did you not notice you made an embrace, a uh, braces pun? Uh, I, you know, I didn't notice the pun. Sometimes oh. I, 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 I was on like a seven second delay on the Oh, puns. okay. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> That's uh, funny. I'm not a big fan of puns. That happens. What do you mean? You hosted a pun contest. I know. I'm a, I'm a big fan of contests. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... So, just any... Con okay. Yeah, sorry. I was hosting a, a pun contest uh, yeah. called Pundemonium. That I won. That you won. It was we great. might all... S we might say... Because it's the truth. <laughs> because it's the truth. <laughs> it's the absolute truth. <laughs> I embrace that narrative. That's funny. Because it is true. Yeah. No, I, I've never been a big fan of them. So when my friend asked me to host this, I was like, yeah, I am not a big fan of puns, but I really like... Do long contests. Uh, sure. Well, and because and you are a great example of this, it's not always about the actual quality of the puns. It is about the hey, way they are presented. What the hell? Your puns were really good. Oh, thank you. Great. But you were also safe. charming... And Great. funny, and it allows me to enjoy the puns when they're good, and it allows me to enjoy them when they're bad, because I think when people are good performers, right. they'll put across the good ones kind of effortlessly, because the pun oh, speaks well. for itself. Go on. And then when they're bad, if they're a really good performer, they let you know in some way, this is awful, isn't it? <laughs> and then that's wonderful and charming and fun. Uh, but I don't, I don't go out of my way to try to make puns as a human being. Right. Myself. I, I can understand that. I can appreciate that. Excellent. Um, if you wrote a song about truth, you're, you're a songwriter, what would that be like? What are the most honest chord progressions? Great question. <laughs> um, oh, you thought it was a joke question. That can be a real question. No, they, I know. People I, really study this. I just couldn't. I, I was laughing because I honestly couldn't tell if you were being sarcastic or not. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> no, they, they think about that kind of thing. They think uh, for a long time, well, obviously, for whatever reason, the golden ratio, which I still don't really get. Like, people say the golden ratio all the time, like they know what that means, but I don't really know what it means. But I do know that there's ratios involved. And the vibrations between the ratios of uh, what we would call like a one chord, a four chord, and a five chord 
uh, and then back to one are for some reason naturally really pleasing to the ear. Okay. I think I'm getting that right. Um, so I, I do think that one, I knew a bassist a really long time ago who said that, um, he found more truth in music than he did in most other art forms. Mm -hmm. And I do think that that's true. There are some times when I'm listening to music and I think, yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Like, and that the word I will use is true. Like true. Yes, that's correct. Because like some sounds we've been conditioned to have an emotional response to because we've seen it used in movies and TV shows and that. But but do you believe that like some of the music and like some of the chord progressions, just that like a minor chord sounds ominous? Is is that just inherent to humans? Some of it might be, yeah. Just simply the vibrations. Yeah. Um, And that's not like the vibrations. It's not like an L.A. thing. It really, (laughs) truly, it truly is. Not L.A. vibrations. Not L.A. vibrations. The way sound works, vibrations. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Have the waves are, oh, God, I I hope I never, ever get tested for this or whatever this is. (laughs) But the waves um, don't um, coincide with each other at the same ratio. Okay. So... They hit you in a mm, not quite right way. So we can sense so that something is literally off. We can sense off. that something's off. Oh, right. And it is the physical, actual waveform. Yes. But what's interesting is a long time ago, um, like in the medieval times, um, a third, which is basically, if you go like do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. Um, do to me, like do, re, mi. That's a, going do, mi is a third. Okay. And... For a while, that was considered not pleasing. And then for some reason, it became pleasing. Like something happened. Someone started to use it a lot and it changed the ear. Okay. It might have actually been fourths. It was, I'm sorry. It doesn't, no one <laughs> listening will care. But it was either thirds or fourths that yeah. were called like the devil's chord. Like you don't play oh, it. Oh, wow. Do not do that. Was it the devil's chord in like a. It's too pleasing, and it will make oh, your bodies dance like the devil interesting, likes. Interesting, It may have. It just may have been uncomfortable. It may have just people. Ooh, that's not. That doesn't sound right. Yeah. That doesn't sound right. And then it was fourths. I now remembering it was fourths, and just for some reason, uh, it became okay. Cool. So it, I think it is possible to to condition people into changing their cool. mind. So given how we feel about music now, how would you write a really honest song? I would write a really honest song. Well, something that I once said was, I feel like an artist breaks my heart with care when they go where I expected them to go, but not how I expected them to get there. Awesome. And that's how I, that's how I would try to write it. I would try to have it be stable to the listener, but I would try to do things within it that would surprise them. Cool. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So... But you would try to sort of uh, uh, create your your truth test within the way the music works. Like there would be some surprises within it. Yes. I think the right surprises can feel weirdly true. Cool. Yeah. So for some reason, surprise can bring out the truth a lot of the time. I think. Awesome. I, that makes sense to me. Uh, so I have uh, one last question here in our in, our, in this segment. Uh, this is also a thing, according to Wikipedia, uh, that the uh, founders of OkCupid okay tried to create a formula for love uh, using data, which is a kind of empirical truth because it is just data. So what would your formula be like 
for love. If you were able to create a formula that is love. I would have, like from this other person? Sure. Like for someone else that I'm seeing or something like that? Yeah. Or what makes what love? What makes love, yeah. Mm, a lot of allowing for the other person. Okay. Um, that was something that Miles Stroth said to me when I was taking improv classes with him. Um, cause I was complaining to him that this guy didn't like me or something. <laughs> uh, a guy in the class or like just somebody <laughs> just, you were dating? Oh, someone I was dating. Okay. Someone I was dating said to me like, uh, uh I don't know. I, he said, he said something silly to me and, and broke things off with me Okay. when I still wanted things to go on. And, um, he said, you know, what I've learned in improv is you have to just allow for the other person. And it's the same thing in relationships. There's just nothing more loving you can do than allow for the other person to make mistakes or be who they are. And it, however much you can allow for that other person is cool, which you can get into that. I mean, like not to an, you don't want someone to abuse you, right? You can allow too much. You can allow too much. But when it comes to when we're little, we push each other's boundaries all the time. I feel like I would fight with my friend every day when I was little. We would scream and fight and do all this kind of stuff. And then we'd be fine two seconds later. Yeah. And you kind of can't quite do that so much when you're older. Right. There's all this politeness and you can't push each other's boundaries so much. But it does make things a little hard. People are a little less forgiving. You know, people, yeah. sh people say no much sooner. People break it off much, you know, you, there's plenty of fish in the sea. Right. You get war torn and you decide, I don't like that. So if I, I see like even that. a glimmer of that, I'm, I'm not even going to give it a chance. I'm, I'm not even going to go there. I'm right. out of here. People are, don't want to waste their time anymore, which totally makes sense. But, um, I think sometimes you got to waste some time <laughs> and see what's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to give them a chance yeah. to get their braces and see. Yes. If yes, that's okay yes, with you. Yes. 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 <laughs> Awesome. Uh, so I'm going to ask you uh, some how obsessed are you questions. Okay. These get asked, uh, some version of these get asked every podcast. Do you think about the truth and love every day? Yes, definitely. Would you watch a movie called The Truth and Love made by Adam Sandler? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I would. I, I, yeah, I've, you know, I used to really support Adam Sandler. I'm mad at him now. Yeah. But I really did. I remember saying once, I was like, you know, he he helped us explore the anger taboo. Yeah. And now what's he doing? Fuck you, man. Like, you don't, <laughs> he, I, you, he used to really help us out with that. But yeah. And now, he's, now he has he's settled into some. Now he's just doing something else. Some stuck in his ways. Dumb shit. Uh, would you get knuckle tattoos of the words truth and love? No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Are you not a tattoo person in general? I think when you look at a star you have to look next to it to really see it uh-huh so i feel like if you get truth and love on your knuckles <laughs> people are going to look at it and not think about the truth and love you know what okay. I mean? okay they're gonna think about something else okay they're gonna think about why did why that did person get, yeah 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 get those uh two words neither of which are exactly the right <laughs> uh anyway would you read slash fiction about truth and love hooking up yeah for sure. I'm going to write it tonight. I will write that tonight. It's a great idea. Uh, people are not as often open to my slash fiction question as you are, so thank you for that. Yeah, it's super uh, interesting. I felt like you were allowing me. Oh, great. Uh, would you run for political office on a platform of truth and love? Mm, yeah, but, you know, I'd have to 
say it in another way. Oh, so you feel like you would have to mask it to sell it? How cynical. Yes, I'd have to mask it. Yeah, I don't Isn't think that's cynical. Obama ran on hope. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's really is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess I would. Sure, I'll be brave and optimistic okay. and say yes, truth and love, yes. Awesome. I will. Would you swear at a nun over a disagreement about truth or love? I swear to nun? Yes, I would. I don't hold nuns in regard. <laughs> like you. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. No. Yeah, maybe I, w- I would. I would. Yeah. I would do it. Yes. Like if a nun got up in your business and said you were loving someone wrong? I don't have even one shred of respect for nuns. <laughs> That's not true. You, What's the you word I mean? Hold, fear. I don't hold them. You don't them fear in. them. I don't fear nuns. Well, you do, maybe you don't uh, feel like they deserve extra respect for being nuns. You would respect them as humans. I'd respect them as humans. I would respect them as nuns. Um, I'd like to be put in the situation. I wish that the situation would happen <laughs> to me, so I couldn't just guess. Okay. Yeah. So you, you would have to experience it I'd fully. I'd have to experience this fully, yes. Okay, that's fair enough. Would you cosplay is truth or love at San Diego Comic-Con? Um, yeah, I would do that. Yes, I would see how that what that would be like. What do you think the costume for truth and or love would be like? Great question. I feel like both are naked, right? <laughs> Great answer. That, uh, yeah, I, I cannot improve upon that answer in any way, shape or form. Uh, if the only way you could discuss love and truth as philosophical concepts is if someone first punched you, would you still think about them? Can you ask that question one more time? Sure. If the only way you could discuss love and truth as philosophical concepts is if someone first punched you, would you still where are they, think? Where are they punching st- me? Uh, well, In I normally face? say the groin. So let's go with the groin. Oh, oh gee. Yeah. Um, so if not, I can never talk about these subjects again. Well, see, most people barter with this question. Um, it, you know, (laughs) and the question changes a lot. I'm I'm trying to just be brave and stick with the question as is, because sometimes it's sort of like, I like reading comic books. And it's like, oh, would you get punched in the groin before you read X-Men? Then it's kind of a fun question. (laughs) Would you discuss the concepts of truth and love (laughs) without getting punched in the groin? It becomes really horrible. Um... If, I mean, it really, it, a lot of variables. Depends who it would be, you know. You feel free to, most people barter with it and make up their own deal. Okay, so. great. Um, if I got to decide who was going to punch me and when and mm-hmm. how, okay, probably it'd be fine. So you yeah. knew, if you knew exactly, if you knew it was going to be Steve every two Tuesdays. <laughs> oh, it's like reoccurring? <laughs> Not reoccurring. You mean it's Just like, re- no, it's like, we're going to discuss truth and love. Are you in? Mm-hmm. We have to punch you before you can. I would decide then. I'd be like, I guess, sure. Who's okay. doing it? Who's doing the punching? Well, you could. If you oh, want. then yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yes, I have no problem 